Hey everyone, my name is Micah and welcome to The Crossover, the podcast where we take a closer look at current and historical events in both soccer and basketball, plus other aspects related to all sports, such as psychology and nutrition. Now before we hop into the episode, if you want video clips of the podcast, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Micah underscore Collins 10. I also do go live very often if you want to join those live videos too. Now without further ado, let's begin. All right, we are back with episode number nine, I believe, of the Crossover Podcast. Um, Welcome to everyone listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or any other platform. Thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, taking the time. And on this episode, we're going to be switching things up a bit. Um, I am just going to try and be as authentic as possible. I think being authentic is really crucial for, you know, whatever you're doing in life, whether that's podcasting, what I'm doing right now, um, you know, at school, at work, I think just being real is, is, uh, really crucial. And I think, um, I've been kind of lacking on, on that stuff. So yeah, today I'm going to be trying and be as authentic as possible. I'm going to try and not read off any script. I don't have anything written next to me. I am just going off, you know, whatever pops into my head. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about um, just sort of my experience coaching a women's team at 17 years old. Now in Victoria, where I live, um, when you finish your youth soccer at about 17, 18 years old, you go on to men's soccer. But for me, I was kind of focused on school. I didn't really want to uh, play um, the men's men's league. Um, I was thinking about university soccer as well, but uh, at the time I was really small and, and skinny, so I didn't think I could really play at, at those levels, right? Um, so before we hop into the story, I just want to say that coaching is really, really tough, um, especially for me when I was 17, because... I think trust is a big part in coaching and I, and I think, you know, if the players don't trust you, then your team's not going to perform, right? So uh, for me, I had to build lots of trust, gain lots of trust from the players, managers, uh, etc. And and uh, just because I was so young, I, I think it was even more tough for, for me than it was for my dad because he had coaching experience. So um, it was a little bit easier for him. But for me, uh, you know, my first team coaching top team in in the club it was tough to, to you know build that trust so yeah um, let's move on to sort of like the whole story behind uh, how I got my coaching position so I started going to this gym at the beginning of my grade 12 year um, it's a CrossFit gym now, if you don't know what CrossFit is, it is absolutely brutal. Um, I have to be completely honest with you. Again, being authentic, being real. Um, yeah, these workouts, CrossFit is just a really weird sport. Um, you know, all these workouts are just kind of random. Move- They're not random movements, but it's it's like weightlifting, gymnastics, and, and uh, cardio at the same time. So... It's a wide variety of movements and and skills, um, and and if you see it on TV, you 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 understand how brutal these workouts are. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that 
I, at the time I, I was doing that. Um, and you know, when you're in the closet, you, you, you get to know some people in, in the, in the CrossFit community community. And, and, uh, uh, actually at the time, one of the team captains for, for that soccer team was, was working on at that gym too. So, uh, my parents were also at the gym. My brother was at the gym. So like the whole family was there and, uh, you know, my dad was just talking, uh, about, you know, not coaching this, this year, this upcoming year, because he finished coaching my team and he finished coaching my brother's team. And, uh, you know, he just wanted to take a break and, and start, you know, doing his own passions. Right. So anyways, I guess, I guess the, uh, team captain sort of overheard the conversation and, and she, actually asked my dad to coach her team because they were looking for a new coach at the time. And, uh, so my dad was like, okay, well, well, I'll think about it and, and, and I'll get, I'll get back to you. Right. So a few months go by and my parents take me up to Parksville, which is about a, about two hour drive away from where I live. Um, so we go up there for their anniversary weekend. Um, and we're sitting down at dinner and my dad, uh, starts talking about how he got this offer for, for coaching the soccer team. And he was like, I don't know if I really want to coach, you know, I want to take a break and, and, uh, focus on my other passions. And I was like, well, I can assist and coach. I, I'm not, I'm not thinking of playing and, and, uh, you know, I, I think it would be a pretty cool experience. So yeah, he, uh, he said it, it was cool if, if I did it, he'll do it. And, uh, later that summer we had our very first tryouts so um for this division one team you know this was the top uh team in the club the top women's team in the club uh so we had to have trials right we wanted to have the best players on the team so each year we had trials for for this team uh i think there was about 30 or 35 people that that came out to the first session and uh we were at this school at the turf and, uh, you know, I'm just there setting up cones and, and setting up the drills. And, you know, for myself, I'm a very quiet person. So I, I like to just stick to myself and, and let my dad handle all the drills and on all that stuff. And I'm just there to evaluate the, the tryouts. So the tryouts go on. Uh, you know, nobody really kind of knew who I was. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I got introduced as the assistant coach and, and that stuff. But at the same time, nobody really knew who I was. I was just there filling out the papers and just kind of staying to myself. So these papers that we had, they were actually ranked like one through five in different categories. So it was like passing, shooting, dribbling, running, defending, that sort of stuff. Um, and so we had like one play, one page for each player. Um, and so, you know, I was just filling through the, as they were going through the drills, um, you know, I was just filling through like one through five in each category and surprisingly we actually my dad and I had the sort of the same ranks for for each player <laughs> it was really surprising which also made things really nice for like our last few cuts so we were kind of on the same page of who to cut who to keep so anyways back to the uh tryouts the you no know, the tryouts and we have our papers everyone puts in their email address or phone number or whatever so we can like let them know uh, about the next tryout, what's going to happen with the cuts and stuff. Um, and at the end, you know, I'm just packing up all the stuff. And this one player just comes up to me, introduces themselves and, and uh, you know, this just tries to get to know me a little bit better as I'm going to be with them the whole year. Right. And this was actually one of the players that really impressed both of us as as uh, 
she's a really smart player, really great passer. Um, and so she, yeah, she comes up to me, just says hi, uh, introduces herself, and just leaves. And it it makes a great impression, especially for me. You know, having not having that much coaching experience, it, it makes you know a big difference when someone comes up to you and and introduces himself and and you know helps you with with uh, all this extra stuff putting the balls away for you and that and putting the cones away so by the end of the first trial we kind of already knew who was going to be on the team who was not going to be on the team but again there was some people that didn't show up the first trial so we had four tryouts uh, total over two weeks I think it was like a Tuesday Thursday tryout uh, one week and then another Tuesday Thursday so um yeah, we had the first tryout, and then we had three more tryouts after that, and all of those were kind of the same as the last one, and then we kind of switched things over from, like, you know, letting the players just play to going into the second week having just, like, a normal practice, so we'll step in and, and give them some tips and that sort of stuff. And I think, you know, for a trial, I think that's a good idea to have, you know, sort of like a practice so the players know, like, what to expect for, for the season. And, and uh, you know, it, it just makes things a little bit more comfortable where, you know, we're not just stepping back and, and seeing how they perform. We're going to give them some tips and, and see how they react to that. And and it just makes things better for us to understand how coachable these players are. Now, I know a lot in, in youth soccer, they did a lot of like scrimmages for tryouts. And, you know, it, it's okay to, to do that sometimes, but I think it's also important to you know get the fundamentals down and and see how how players perform in in those situations versus like a game where maybe they might not be as involved which which might uh not let them make a team right and and i think it's kind of unfair how um i know a lot of new soccer like for me i was like i i was a decent soccer player like i was always like almost this almost in the first tier um sort of group for my age group but I wasn't really involved in the full scrimmage games, so people didn't really see what I could bring to the table. So having these drills for for like a women's team or any any team is is really crucial, and I think it's really important to have to have those drills so so you could see how well players know the fundamentals. So once the tryouts were done, we were kind of going over the next week about uh, the last few cuts. We already knew about. Uh, 10 or so players that were going to be on the team um, but especially those like last few cuts they're so tough because at least in our case they were pretty much the same players like the same types of players same you know strengths and weaknesses and I think we wanted a team of around like 17 or 18 players and we had like five or six spots left and we had like 10 players who were like exactly the same so we had to cut like four of those players and we didn't know well, what players we wanted to keep, what players we didn't want to keep because they were just all so similar and it was so tough for us to, to decide. But we finally, we made a decision after a long time because again, it was really tough to make that decision. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks, you know, cutting players too because you want to, you know, have them show up again and again. And, and uh, you know, for us, we, we wanted to have sort of a thing where, um, if they go down to division two or division three, like we'll still call them up for practices. We'll still have them out because you, you never know if, you know, what injuries occur during the season, what, what happens during the season. Right. And I think, you know, having that 
sort of relationship between the two the two teams help help a lot for development in in the club. So yeah, about a few weeks go by since you know we announced the official team, and then we start having practices twice a week. Um, it was really fun because I've never really coached a full practice before, and it, it was really interesting to to see like how the how the team performs with with our coaching drills and how they adapt to you know the things they learned in youth soccer versus you know what we're teaching them now. And we noticed it was a lot different than what what they were taught at at a young age. So sometimes we had to go back to the fundamentals and and uh, sort of figure out how we can improve our coaching for for their point of view, right? So after a few practices, maybe around mid August, I was starting to get a little bit more comfortable. Uh, you know, just being around the team, you build friendships off off of the players, the other coaches, that sort of stuff. I think that's the best part about coaching is is just the friendships you make. And, uh, you know, you build trust from from the players, you build trust from the coaches. And, uh, you know, I, for me, I had to build lots of trust. I, I had to kind of prove to myself that, hey, I, I'm, even though I'm 17 years old, I could coach this team. I can, I can do all this stuff and I could help you guys succeed and, and, and stay in this division, right? And now usually my role, I was just kind of assisting the players sort of one-on-one I took them to the side and just talked about you know what they can improve on in the drill and then they go back into the into the practice and then sometimes I you know demo drills or set up drills and that sort of stuff so that was kind of my role Um, I also had like a voice when it comes to the starting lineups for games and and substitutions that sort of stuff also like if my dad was away if he had to work because this coaching job was just volunteering so um, you know, sometimes I had to be the head coach and it, that was sort of stressful the first couple of times. But again, after a few times you get used to it, like I did with, you know, getting used to my assistant coaching role. Well, yeah, overall, the first season went really well. Um, we didn't get relegated, which was great. We were kind of like the mid table team. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall it was really fun. Um, you know, made some good friends and, and, uh, now I've been coaching this team for three years now, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, I gained more confidence in coaching, and and I'm a bit more, uh, I guess, more of an like an extroverted introvert, if that makes any sense. But yeah, overall, really great season, and I've been coaching this team for three years now. Um, we'll see what happens with um, you know, sort of the future for me because I'm going into my third year of university or third year of college, uh, fourth year out of school, but. And also with the whole virus situation, we might not even have a season. So we'll see what happens. And and I'm still like looking at my alternatives for, for, you know, extracurricular stuff. Uh, I am doing some volunteering right now. So um, we'll see what happens down the road. Maybe I'll coach this team. Maybe I won't. But I think either way, I'll still be, you know, supporting the team and showing up to games and that sort of stuff. So. So yeah, that's going to conclude episode number nine. Again, thanks a lot for tuning in. If you like this episode, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button on whatever platform you're listening to. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Micah underscore Collins 10. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. I'm going to quote something that from my favorite, one of my favorite YouTubers, which is self-love and positivity. I think that's really crucial for these times. That's what's going to get us through these tough times. And yeah, I'll see you next time. We'll